go. No, you go. Okay, I'm Haley. And I'm Syra. We love learning. We love discovering. And we love talking. Are we experts on literally everything? Absolutely not. But how will we learn if we never start the conversation? So, we hope you'll join us for this literal journey. I feel like, so, the last time all I did was go to, like, random generator small talk. So, I felt like that was good because then, yeah, so let me just do, let me find You want me to do it this time? Oh, yeah, sure. I don't remember what I Googled, but I literally just random small talk. I put the word generator in there, though, because then if you don't like it, then you could just click the next one. Yeah, I do like that. I don't like that one. <laughs> what was it? Uh, it was like something what well, you could change about yourself, but I don't want to get into like serious things. Yeah, no, that's stupid. Oh, you know what? This is a great question. Sai. Describe your perfect day. <laughs> your perfect uh. day. Not your perfect birthday, because we hate birthdays. What is my perfect day? Do you have one in mind? Mm, well, I when I read the question for for you, I was like, "Oh, it's well, it's got to be sunny." And also mine has got to be sunny, I think. Mm, absolutely. Good point. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's definitely have it definitely has to be like a weather-pleasing day. So, either sunny Sometimes I can have good days when it's, like, rainy, like, if I'm staying and watching a movie or something. Right. But I don't think that's the most perfect day. I think the most perfect day for me would involve sun. Okay. Um, how about, like, a, can I do, can I cheat? Can I do, like, a perfect week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, how about, so, I think I would obviously leave the town that I live in <laughs> and <Sorry. laughs> I would, yeah, on a yeah on a lot of different counts or for a lot of different reasons and um it would definitely have to be sunny you you nailed it I a lot of like random one-off things come to my mind like I would like to go to the like so have you ever seen Mr. Bean's vacation oh no i well uh i've seen a little bit of mr bean but i don't know i don't know if there's like only only one movie i don't even know no there's like i don't know how many movies but there's mr bean's vacation mr bean's vacation um is that even what it's called i don't even remember i think that's what it's called and he gets like a free ticket i think to like the music festival Mm -hmm. in france and so he gets to go to france and he spends most of the time i can't even remember all the like theatrics behind it now but he spends most of his time like in the countryside of france and so that was like one of the most beautiful Hmm. sceneries i had ever seen so i don't think i would prioritize like an Eiffel Towery Paris trip necessarily. Not that I wouldn't like to go to those places, but I think more of the countryside of France or Italy, one of those places. I just want to see like a different landscape. So I think something visually pleasing. Mm-hmm. And then also I think I would like to do something that is 
a little bit of thrill-seeking. So, like, on a lower key, I like escape rooms and doing puzzles with my friends. But then I also enjoy, like... Ooh. My mind keeps telling me bungee jumping, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know when you can mm-hmm. uh, do, like a, like, a flight simulator? That would be really cool, oh, I think. Oh, cool. Flight simulation. I'm just going all out, right? I get to, like, just dream big. Yeah, I mean... I take it however you uh, want to represent a perfect day or week. Because I kind of have a different representation, but I, I want to hear more about yours. Ooh, okay, I can't wait to hear yours then. Okay, so yeah, so like a flight simulator. Um, then also parties, lots of dancing. Uh, partying is nice. huge in my culture. And even though I don't really subscribe to all of the characteristics of my culture... Um, the occasional get together is like very appealing to me. Good food, um, a lot of dancing, a lot of good music and just mingling. And maybe, maybe my mind is just on that even more now because of COVID and because of not being able to see people. So I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, so those couple things, nice scenery, new scenery, in addition to being nice, nice days, and then a party here or there, and then some sort of thrill-seeking type thing with the people that I know and love. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's cool because then, yeah, because then you've got a few different types of things that might not all necessarily be one day. Right. But different types of perfect days all in one week. Which would be a perfect week. And then certain things that you don't necessarily want to keep doing every day as well. Mm. But love to do them for one day so because because maybe that's what the the deal is maybe what really that question means is like a day that you can have over and over and over again so if that's what the question is asking then definitely not all of the things that i just (laughs) (laughs) but but it would still be a perfect i think i think both are considered would be perfect days because i kind of took it more like like oh what's my perfect day that i would love to to repeat in different kind of forms Oh, okay. So tell me about yours. So I, I, I guess I kind of gravitated towards like, yeah, like I wake up and it's a sunny morning and like, so, oh, and then I have a, I have, I have a few different types of days. So one, I'm just with Jesus. Like one day I'm like just with Jesus and we, you know, the sun is shining early in the morning and uh, we make an awesome breakfast. My mind goes to molletes because I, for some reason, whenever I think of that food that we make, it's sunny days and it's like a nice Saturday morning. Um, so like to me, that's like a perfect morning. And then, you know, maybe there's we go on a walk or we have a really meaningful conversation. Um you know, stuff like that where, like, it leaves me at the end of the day thinking, like, oh, I just, like, learned so something new about Jesus or, or like, oh, I, um, you know, I, I feel, like, fulfilled by it. And then, and but then I have other perfect days, like, ooh, like, maybe I'm with, maybe, like, oh, when, when you, you and Owen and I and myself and Jesus, when we met up in Ohio, and we okay. played risk for eight hours. Like that was like, you know, it was not a sunny <laughs> like day. Least perfect day. <laughs> <laughs> to me, 
Oh, to me, that was like, that was a no, perfect day because we I got loved to it. hang out yeah. together. We, we like didn't have any like serious plans, like almost playing risk for so long was draining, but also like fulfilling. Cause we had so much fun doing it. Well, and do you remember how much it rained, too? Yeah, but we still had a perfect day. That's what I'm... Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. Like, even though the weather was so crappy, we just had so much fun. I had so much fun. Exactly. So, yeah. So, it was like... So, like, then there's days like that, and then there's days like, you know, I'm with my family. Um... And yeah. And, And then there's perfect days like, oh, like, I had a really good day at work, or I had a really good day at school. Um, but to me, those aren't as perfect as, yeah, like Jesus specifically, you know, I'm with my, with my friends or I'm with my family and then things like, you know, so yeah. So for you, it's a little bit more about the people that you're with for not necessarily the thing that you're doing. I I think so. I I think it does involve the thing. Um, just like how yours is, you you kind of explain more the thing that you're doing, but preferably with the people that you love oh yeah see I wouldn't like doing any of those things by myself yeah exactly um it wouldn't be wasted on me but it'd be way more enjoyable to yeah yeah like doing a podcast by myself I didn't want to do it that'd be so lame be so lame (laughs) who does that (laughs) (laughs) who does well I know a lot of people that do that (laughs) yeah I know (laughs) but yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyways good i'm glad we have some good ideas of perfect days what's that sound Haley? is it a bird or a plane no it's the resonant frequency of that particular glass that i got from the salvation army yesterday for the purpose of this podcast silly well that was gonna be my next guess (laughs) Hmm. today's an exciting day though why is that because i feel like today we're going to learn about one of those things that seems so complex because it is but it's one of those things you kind of don't even think about even though it's so present in our everyday lives Today, we're going to talk about resonant frequencies. So this topic is so extensive and so complex, at least for me, that I had kind of a hard time figuring out what to focus on because it was all so good. So I decided to scratch the surface of three different directions and we'll spend some time, not necessarily equal amounts of time, but spend some time talking about each. The three areas are a little bit about the math behind RF aka resonant frequencies, the science in RF, and the sound in RF. And of course, you can argue that all three of those components are linked, and you'd be right. But for this podcast's sake, we're going to sort of consider them individual parts before we then put them back together. Here's where we will start, though. What is a resonant frequency? Do you have any thoughts on that? Hmm um not not really (laughs) well said (laughs) um i know the term resonant frequency i don't know if i've had it ever really explained to me in like uh terms that i can understand (laughs) i i feel like i've i've heard it in classes you know i've i've had different classes where we talk about resonant frequencies I might have already told, did I tell you about like 
the way I thought about resonant frequencies is like going down a roller coaster and they have to know that the frequency of the roller coaster doesn't match the frequency of like your inside so that you don't like combust going down a roller coaster. Oh no, you didn't tell me that. Oh really? Horrifying. That is the only way someone's ever explained resonant frequencies to me. And it still doesn't make any sense because I don't know like the science or the math like you're going to talk about. So I'm excited. Well, um, I am excited that you have such high hopes for (laughs) the possibility of learning something. I'm going to do my best. Okay. I'm sure you'll do great. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, at the beginning of this episode, as we heard, the sound that the glass made when I plinked it is that particular glass's resonant frequency. And according to a YouTuber, uh, it's a natural frequency of vibration determined by the physical parameters of the vibrating object. So, what does that mean? And again, there's this YouTuber whose videos I will link. And all of the videos that I watched and all the resources that I read, I felt like he had almost the best layman's way to explain it. I don't remember what his name is, but again, I'll link it. This YouTuber says resonant frequency would be like okay picture this Haley you and Jesus just met at a party let's say okay and let's say Jesus liked you and he wanted to chat you up let's say so he wasn't already yet the Jesus that you know and love so if he started talking to you about how cool Jojo Siwa was <laughs> and he was like describing her bow and whatever other traits I'm sure there are about her. You might be a part of the conversation, but you might just be like, okay, when literally is he going to be done talking? But if he started talking about STEM, you might be like, OMG, I literally love those topics. And bam, you'd be tuned in. Are you tracking with me? You get what I'm saying? Sorry. <laughs> Where are you actually going with this? How literally could not I have been more clear? How actually could literally you not have been more clear? You're right. You're right. You're right. No, but I mean, keep going. Keep going. I, you know. Oh, you need more? Okay. I do need more. Okay. (laughs) So, So, in other words, Haley, the resonant frequency of an object is the frequency that can sort of excite that object in a physical way that can most excite it Mm. so if i'm singing la and the resonant frequency of a glass is uh then i'm not really matching its resonant frequency so everything's vibrating at a natural frequency i guess for lack of a better word i guess that is the best word and to excite that thing you have to match its frequency. So if you think about the YouTube video that we're in the process of making, when some YouTubers put a straw, a plastic drinking straw, into a wine glass, as they sing to the wine glass, you you don't see that straw vibrate or move until the singer is able to match the resonant frequency of the glass. Once they match that resonant frequency, 
you'll see the straw start to vibrate. It'll start to move. And that's because they're exciting the physical properties of that glass. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm still trying to compare it to Jojo Siwa. And <laughs> but, but it does make sense to me. Is it vibrating once you hit that natural fre- or that uh, resonant frequency? Is it vibrating once you hit the frequency? Is it vibrating on like a minuscule scale that you can't see? And then once you hit that certain pitch, then it gradually vibrates? Or is it just like, it's not vibrating, now it is like, and it's like one harsh, harsh line pitch? Essentially, what happens is, yes, it is already vibrating. But what's happening is you're increasing the amplitude of the vibration so does that make sense a little bit more in your mathematical brain yeah no i think it i think it does i think it does so on a serious note the jojo siwa thing was jesus was speaking to you in this analogy about jojo siwa but since she isn't something that you necessarily care to talk about he doesn't really have your attention But if he starts talking about STEM, then all of a sudden he's got your attention because those are things that you're interested in. So it's like being able to find the thing that the inanimate object can get interested in, except it's an inanimate object and we're talking about physics. Does that make sense? Yeah, like I, sure, I'm a little interested in Jojo Siwa, but it doesn't excite me. and so and so but like stem that is something that excites me that that is one so in this specific analogy can there be oh wait no that wouldn't make sense never mind if you're wondering if there can be more than one resonant frequency Mm -hmm. technically the answer is yes but with a caveat okay then yeah i guess that was kind of what i was gonna ask but i i I thought it was kind of like obvious that it wasn't so yeah i'm interested well i'm only saying yes with a caveat because there if you think of a piano keyboard there are Mm -hmm. different c's on the piano or different Mm -hmm. b's or a's so every c will excite the resonant frequency of something that has c as its resonant frequency oh that makes that makes sense that's interesting so i've actually seen uh there's multiple YouTubers and different other people who have tried this, tried to break glass with their voice, for example. And they'll usually do like a very high-pitched or something like that. But I've also seen a young boy break glass with his voice and he was very low. He was like, uh, like a lower tone. And so I'm sure it would have worked if he was higher up. On wow. the mm-hmm. that that is actually really interesting, right? And I didn't know that. I I didn't think that you would be able to break it if you were so low on the octave. Yeah, I just I guess I assume like oh, glass needs just like a super high high voice in order to break. Right. right. So that's actually not true. Interesting. Um. So I know the thought of discussing math in a podcast might be the most repulsive thing anyone has ever heard. <laughs> So I'm going to try my best to not make it the worst. 
and we won't spend too much time on it, but it did really help me to have sort of a base understanding and have something to picture in my head. So I'll give you another story. Picture yourself in a room and the room is, let's say, 10 feet across. So what you would do is you would take that 10 feet, multiply it by two. And the reason for this is because the sound travels in one direction and then it needs to travel back. This is what that YouTuber taught me. And he was really good, so I'm trying not to preach his sermon exactly, but I did like the way he explained it, so here we go. So we take that number, 10 times 2, we get 20, and this number is our wavelength. Then we divide the average speed of sound by it. So just to put it into a nice math statement, it is resonant frequency is equal to speed of sound divided by wavelength. So the average speed of sound is 343 meters per second. But since we have the room dimensions in feet, it translates to roughly 1,125 feet per second. So again, math statement, 1,125 feet per second divided by 20 is equal to about 56.25 units per second. In this case, that's cycles per second, and that's our frequency. And cycles per second also translates to hertz. That one I already mm. knew, actually. So thanks to Mr. Bean, which is the literal name <laughs> of my <laughs> my electrical theory instructor. Uh, so anyway, Haley, get this. Haley and listeners, get this. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a calculator in which you can type that frequency and find the musical note that corresponds to that frequency. Oh, that's cool. There's literally an app for everything. <laughs> um, what is the app for our listeners? Or so it, yeah, it, it's a it's a website, and the oh, okay. um, the title of the website is really crazy. So mm. uh, like it'll it'll just be in the links. Yeah, just, that makes sense. Like um, yeah. Okay, okay. so. According to the website that will be linked in our literally actually links, the frequency of 56.25 hertz is an A. So the idea is that if we sang an A in that theoretical room that's 10 feet, we can make the walls vibrate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's so you're so you're calculating the resonance of the room itself. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. So to get that resonance, you need the speed of sound, the average speed of sound, and then you need the wavelength. And so that's how we got, we used the 10 feet Mm -hmm. by two. And And is it always by two? Like, because it always has to get from one side to another side? Right. Right. Okay. Right. So, and the reason I think this is really fascinating is because I actually watched the YouTuber do it. And again, his, his videos will be posted mm-hmm. in literally actually links. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I watched it virtually, but it looked, looked pretty legit. So like, is resonance always calculated like from the inside of something? I would venture to guess yes, because the sound the f- part of the frequency, part of finding the frequency is using that wavelength. And so if we just think about it mathematically, how we derive the wavelength comes from where the wave is, right? And so okay. if we're breaking a glass, for example, we need to find the wavelength of that shape. 
And so it's not necessarily inside the glass, but it's the shape that the glass makes. And so okay. in the case of the room, it's the shape that the the walls made. It's the, the space that they contained that helps us derive that wavelength that we can then use to div divide the speed of sound by. So if I tried okay. to... If I try to break a glass and then I use the resonant frequency of the room that the glass was in, then we're ignoring the glass itself so we can't find its resonant frequency. So we need to use the glass. So I don't think it's necessarily okay. that we're using inside of the glass, but we need to use the dimensions of that glass. Oh, okay. I see. Because, yeah, because I would assume that maybe the wa like walls, since they're flat and... Um like if you're in a very square room, I'm guessing that math would be pretty easy. But if it's a complicated glass, like with like weirder dimensions, I'm guessing that that math would be kind of harder to find that resonant frequency. I would think so. Although I bet you could just measure the furthest distance apart inside the glass or outside the glass. Oh, so that like makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because we're thinking, I guess in your in your mind, you're thinking of a wine glass, the shape of a wine glass. Sure. And so how it's got like the rose petal cup shape. Mm -hmm. But that's actually something um, I could I could look into further. Maybe there's a mathematical calculation. Maybe there's a mathematical calculation of how to find and derive on your own the mm -hmm. resonant frequency of a stemmed wine glass because the reason it's 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 easier to do it with math for walls is because walls are going to be a lot harder to vibrate i mean they're way bigger oh um, sure than a glass and if you bang on them you're not really going to hear a telltale sound whereas if you have the crystal lead wine glasses and you bang on those then you can hear it's it's like a shortcut you can hear that resonant frequency because crystal is good at telling you what it is okay that makes sense it's really interesting <laughs> mm -hmm. oh yep okay i think that was kind of the only question i had right now at least well i gave you so little to work from so <laughs> <laughs> and Haley, resonant frequency is used in more applications than i even realized for instance, I'm just recently learning more about ultrasonic welders, and I've known about them for a while, uh, but on those welders, there's a big blocky thing that is referred to as the horn, and I, like, I always wondered why they called it a horn, and then I was reading the manual about one at work the other day, an excellent way to pass the time, and mm -hmm. it seems so obvious now, but like ultrasonic welding uses... High, extremely high frequencies to melt parts together and the big blocky thing is what produces those frequencies those vibrations so instantly i was like oh my gosh it's so obvious like why they call it a horn the more you know oh, okay. do you get it kind of yeah yeah so the frequencies so it's like the sa the sound that's emitted it's like it's too it's very it's a very high-pitched frequency mm -hmm. sound but it's a horn that's why oh okay that's yeah that's cool so I don't have that manual right now. However, I did find a good resource. Twiglobal.com says the welding stack, which is what consists of the horn that I mentioned and a couple other components. Anyway, quote, the welding stack 
is a tuned resonator, rather like a musical instrument tuning fork. In order to function, the resonant frequency of the tuned welding stack must closely match the frequency of the electrical signal from the generator to within 30 hertz, end quote. So based on what I read in the manual and what it's saying here, it sounds to me like instead of exciting the actual part, like we would in the case of breaking glass, it sounds like the stack has to match the frequency of the generator and together the stack and the excited generator produce sound. And that sound produces friction and the friction produces heat and the heat melts the parts. Do you get it? Oh, yeah, that's cool. So does the heating come from it being excited so much? Does the friction come from that? Yes, because the when you match that resonant frequency, that's how you get like all that vibration. Oh, okay. Cool. Think about the straw. Oh, yeah. Think yep. about the straw. Exactly. Right. So you got that straw really, really buzzing. And mm-hmm. at those really high-pitched frequencies, it's buzzing a lot. And that friction produces the heat. The straw makes it so that we can see the movement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. When you're singing at a pitch that is not the resonant frequency of the glass, does the straw vibrate? No. Yeah. Okay. That exactly. makes sense. Yep. Right. So when you sing at the, the right pitch, then the straw is able to vibrate. And the more you sing that pitch and the louder you sing it, the more the straw vibrates. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that okay. is sort of the picture of what the welder is doing. And how cool is that? You're part of the welding club, right, Haley? Yes. Yeah, at my school, I am a part of um, the welding club. Right. And so think about instead of welding with torch and gas or like an electrode, you're using sound instead, vibrations. I almost like can't even fathom it. <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of what kind of applications are ultrasonic welding uh, normally for? Plas- more, more, more so plastics? I would say more so plastics, yeah. I didn't okay. read, in the manual that I was reading, I did not read about uh, parts other than plastic. Okay. That is, so, it's pretty cool technology. In other slightly less tried and tested and publicly accepted news, Haley, rec- <laughs> Haley recently... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Recently, you and I learned about singing bowls to relieve stress. Mm, we did learn about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The process of using the singing bowls goes by a lot of names, apparently. But the idea is that the resonant frequency emitted by those bowls, some are crystal, some are metal, The frequency produced can help reduce stress. I guess, just like in the case of the welder, it's not quite the sound that melts the parts and weld them together, but it's the vibrations. And in this instance, the vibrations produced are supposed to jive, the scientific term, with your vibes (laughs) and calm you. Jive with my vibes. (laughs) Jive with your vibes. Uh, I personally did not find peace and solace in the sounds the bowls made when I attended a very brief Zoom call of a session. But I will give it some grace and say perhaps Zoom was not the best platform for such a process. Agreed. Well, Jesus and I were talking about it uh, and I was telling him that we we listened over the Zoom call and he made a good point that like maybe through te- like 
since since those resonant frequencies have to be so precise those pitches have to be precise he was thinking maybe through through the technology and like through the zoom meeting that maybe we wouldn't really be hearing the true thing that she was playing or that it would be kind of fuzzy almost right so i did say that to own as well that the quality of sound is not made for that kind of real life process also I was mentioning to you, Haley, that the effect that I got from listening to wind chimes is kind of the same. I can say that I kind of like the sounds, Mm -hmm. but they definitely do not soothe me. If anything, I feel like the opposite. I feel like a little stressed out when I hear a wind chime. Do you feel that effect when you listen to wind chimes or is that just like a crazy? I I think so. I feel like um, they're kind of like they're just clangy and I feel like. I picture a wind chime more on like a windy day that's like like windy and dark and gloomy oh. and then there's a distant wind chime and in interesting the distance and so you're like oh it's creepy that is actually one of the things I was thinking about while I was preparing I'm like I wonder if if it's not the sound of the wind chime so much but it's like what the sound of a wind chime is associated with that makes us feel that way no I think so too I th- I think like if it if like I go into like a cute little shop and the sun is shining through the windows and there's a little wind chime on the door and I'm like, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> so peaceful. But yeah. They don't soothe me. They're they're they have kind of the opposite effect. But I kind of mentioned this to solidify the idea that the vibration of those sounds have an effect on a person. And maybe this is a little bit more abstract, but what is the reason? That even if you pick the most popular song, not everyone's going to like the song. Like, what's the science mm-hmm. behind that? What's the, what's the science behind the kind of music that you like and why it sounds pleasing to you versus the kind of music that I like and why it sounds pleasing to me when we have so much in common already? Yeah, our tastes in music are, I would say, pretty different. That's so interesting. And even, like, down to, like, the specific instrument. Right. Yeah, that's so right. cool. And we had mentioned when I had an art class a few semesters ago that I had to go stand out in the hallway during some, just some meetings of the class. I had to stand in the hallway because the music, the art professor was playing was so stressful (laughs) to me. And it was like not conducive to me being (laughs) A lot of drums, I remember you talking about. (laughs) Lots of drums, which I love drums. But in that situation, I was just like, oh, this is very stressful. But for her, I guess it was such an uplifting door to creativity. You know? Yeah, that is interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Haley, another good, not overly scientific example of resonant frequency is think of a spring. If you're holding the spring so that it is vertical long ways, so that way we're assuming that the length of the number of coils on the spring is longer than, say, the diameter of the coils. Do you have a picture? Oh, sure. Yep. Yep. I got that picture. Okay. So you're holding it vertical long ways with one hand, and then say you pull it to the left with your other hand. The spring might bounce that way for a bit, but eventually it will end up resuming its bounce in the vertical direction because that's its natural tendency. Oh, that's actually interesting and something yeah. you don't really think about. Right. So the the spring has that pull that 
formation that is in its in its makeup and that is sort of looking at resonant frequency if you could look at resonant frequency i I would say that that's a good picture of what it's like yep i I really like that example because yeah in, in your head like you know, if you had a rubber band and you push it to the left, it would just go back and forth, back and forth. But a spring, because it's made to be one way, will transition to the up and down vibration. Right. I think even a rubber band has this kind of the same effect, Haley. Yeah, maybe because right. it has to kind of come back to its origin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you pull the rubber band, and, and then there's gravity acting on it to... Sure. Uh, However, I think, yeah, I think the spring one is is a good physical picture of mm-hmm. resonant frequency because even though you can get the spring to move, it will always come back to its its home direction of movement. And that is yeah. that is resonant frequency. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. I like uh, that I like that analogy. Yeah. That's what I got for you today. It sounds like there's a lot of cool applications and ways that you can describe resonant frequencies. And that if you looked further into it, I feel like, yeah, you'd probably be surprised how often it's used. Yeah, I was definitely surprised when I kind of made the connection between the welders and the resonant frequency podcast that I was doing. And um, even when I saw the invitation for that Zoom meeting this week mm-hmm. the singing bowls i was like wow resonant frequency is is used for so many different things i mean th- think of think of the the variation between those two applications like you have one in the manufacturing setting mm-hmm. and then you have one in sort of like i guess some people's spirituality so you'd never wow. think that yeah you'd never think that the same <laughs> idea and the same phys- like physics principles would be found in those two vastly different areas yeah it's so interesting <laughs> um jesus did a uh a independent study with a professor about the uh kalimba instrument oh yeah tell me about that yeah um he did it a little differently than like they weren't exactly measuring like the different resonant frequencies of it um but i guess if our listeners don't know what it is it's it's basically just like um like a little square box and then there's a bunch of different like long metal poles that are on the top of the box and then you just pluck them with your fingers and it creates like uh a different pitch or sound um and so those are pretty cool. They're they're like a they're like a small little case of physics and vibrations and yeah. used to make an instrument, which I think is really interesting. Have you ever heard of a Rubens tube? Uh, hmm. No. Uh, it sounds familiar. I'm going to look it up real quick. I don't know what a Rubens Rubens tube even by looking at it. What it is. <laughs> so according to my girl Wikipedia, a uh, Rubens Ooh. tube. <laughs> is also known as a standing wave flame tube or simply a flame tube and it's an antique physics apparatus for demonstrating acoustic standing waves in a tube 
So essentially how oh. it works is... And looking at some images of it, it looks pretty cool. I'm gonna li- <laughs> yeah, I'm going to link a short video that I saw about it. It's so cool. Oh, cool. So Haley, from what I remember, a Rubens tube has a speaker at one end. It's closed off at the other end. Then there's all these holes throughout the length of the tube, sort of whatever you want to call the top. That's where the holes are. So then you put a a gas into the tube and the gas will leak out from the holes at the top. And if a suitable constant... So I'm back on my girl Wikipedia now and it says, Mm -hmm. if a suitable constant frequency is used, a standing wave can form within the tube. So someone would like turn a speaker on and you you'll actually see a sound wave so it'll look like an oscillating pattern it'll look like like a roller coaster track up and down up and down like a sign a sine wave or yeah and that's what you'll see but but instead of pen and paper or something in a computer it's fire (laughs) it's flames the the pictures are sick (laughs) definitely look up rubens too because and I will yeah. link a short video yeah. about a Rubens tube and how some YouTubers have used it. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna look up or watch that video once you put it up there because I think I would be really curious to see like like does the wave move as so like as the sound goes from one end to the other, or is it like? constant like will they put a constant sound or like could they play music to it so there's a guy so the videos that the video that i want to link the the waves can move they can and they do move you know like in calculus you have like the derivative of whatever the function is Mm, yeah i'm familiar (laughs) so um they do stuff like that too like they like somehow find the derivative of frequencies and they that would make sense yeah area under under the curve kind of thing yep and they can like take that curve that wave pattern and they can like have it or make it even smaller than that they can quarter it wow there's a guy nigel john stanford is the youtube channel video that i'm going to link and he yeah he just plays a bunch of music and sounds and it is really cool what the rubens tube does when he hammers on the piano (laughs) wow that's that's awesome so thank you for coming to our podcast we do want to apologize we did not have a video ready for you guys last episode however we probably still won't have an episode uh 404 error uh we still won't have a video posted when this podcast is posted however one is coming very soon Haley and i have been working on it it is harder than we thought it was going to be to break glasses with our voice so even if we can't achieve it we will post the video journey and what mm-hmm. we learned in the process. And then I also will absolutely link some videos of other people being successful. Because you know what? One small step for mankind and womankind. 
is yeah one large step for this podcast so (laughs) yeah i can't wait for our um usual listeners to watch us scream for a couple minutes so if you're if you're into that definitely definitely check it out we will link the our youtube page as well as the literally actually links so you can double check what we say in the podcast and see any videos or other articles that you might be further interested in looking up some different information. And we'll put that in the podcast description for you all. So yeah, thank you for listening to our podcast. I, we hope to see you next time. Bye.